What is up, my friends? This is the Tech Games Podcast. I am your host, Tony, here with my amazing co-host, Leo. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. How are you doing out there? Is it hot as hell? It is hot as balls out here. It's uh, it's probably about 100 degrees today. Uh, I was just out running errands, and I feel like everything is melting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, where you're like walking on the street, and you're like, are my shoes going to start on fire? You know, it's funny. Actually, I bought a painting today off a friend. Oh, nice. Uh, that they painted, and I was like, oh, this is nice. But I left it in my car right now, and I'm like, well, paintings melt. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know. They might. I don't I don't know either. It seems like it's a possibility, though, I, right? Like, it, As long as you already paid for it, I guess it, it's yours now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's mine. I, yeah, I, I would be sucky if it melted, because it wasn't <laughs> like I she gave it to me you know like, so. <laughs> yeah sure it's a very poor investment <laughs> yeah we'll see how it goes um i don't think it'll melt but uh but yeah so uh it's been a hot week for sure it's a heat wave here it's in good excuse Southern to California. stay inside although from what i understand there's power outages so that could interrupt your gaming not yeah, ideal we've been, do- we've been doing okay here but yeah there's uh plenty of power outages uh, we need nuclear power. We need it now. Okay. All right. Okay, California. <laughs> um, but uh, so, aside from nuclear power, yeah. Uh, have you uh, played any games this week? You know, I didn't play a lot of new games. Although there's a couple I did want to touch on real quick. I did finally beat Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, Ooh, now you're the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And I will say, I know I keep saying this every week, but I ended up liking it a lot more the more I played it, and by the end, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I actually got it quite invested in them, even the main story. Like by the end, I was really surprised by how interesting a twisted turn. I thought it, it started off very traditional and very like, Ugh, you know, fine, but not that interesting. But by the end, it was really, they took some really interesting twists and turns much more than I expected. Um, and some of the side character stories were really quite fascinating. It's not yeah, it like, seems like a good game. It's not, inc- it's not incredible. It's not like the last of us two in terms of levels of subtlety or like new ideas or anything, but it's handled really well. And the, um, and there's two endings, no spoilers, but to watch the other one, I watched it. I just watched the video and they had the English voice track on in the video. And I was like, oh my God, this is so horrible. No, no offense to the voice actors. It was just, I was so used to hearing him speak Japanese, you know, cause it takes place in Japan. That's offensive. Yeah, I know. But it was just funny to hear I the, can't believe you the said English that. voice. I was just like, oh geez, no. Um, so anyway, full credit to the Japanese cast cause they were excellent as far as I can tell. Gotcha. I've turned you into such a weeb. I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> no, mean to. No, I mean, it's a Japanese game about feudal Japan. Like, what? why wouldn't you play it in Japanese? Yeah, but it's made by white people, you know, so. Yeah, but it's, it's it was really... recorded by Japanese people. It's not like it was white people doing Japanese, like speaking Japanese. I don't think. I think it was white people doing fake Japanese accents. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be so uh, embarrassing. Someone messages me and they're like, dude, <laughs> what's yeah, wrong with I, you? I thought that so. was real Japanese. You're I hope we idiot. get an email. I hope we get an email about it. Okay, because. <laughs> that would be so funny yeah uh, but but i ended so, up so i i cleared it i even like kicked out i did a bunch of the side stuff i didn't do everything there's a lot of collectibles but i did quite a lot and i was really by the end of it i was like damn the ps4 this is a really between this and the last of us too this is a really strong way to go out um yeah yeah sony always does such a good job like at end of life on putting out just some straight bangers yeah. you know yeah, even ps2 with like god of war 2 and yeah and then ps3 with the last of us the first one yeah, they're and not trying about three. you know loading up that last year you know with some uh, some real hits. Yeah, it's funny. I heard someone, I saw someone on Twitter being like, say, talking kind of about how Xbox is releasing all of their good games before the <laughs> Series X comes out. Ooh, and I I just found it so laughable <laughs> that people were like, yeah, they're doing Grounded and Battletoads and you know and uh, yeah. uh, Flight Simulator. We're not which gonna have gonna anything left. And, <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, oh my god. Like, what's, yeah. what's wrong with these people? That's funny. Uh, yeah, they're sad. It's a sad group. It's a sad It's a sad time to be an Xbox fan. I'm sorry. To the three of you out there who are still listening. I'm <laughs> sure there's tens of them, you know. But Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. All that to say, Ghost of Tsushima, if you get a chance to play, I highly recommend. Um, you know, if you don't like open world games, it's not going to change your life, but... As far as open world games go, it's quite a good one. And I do recommend sticking with it past the initial, like, sort of generic few hours. Because if you do like the story, and that time period is quite fascinating. I'm sure it's not that accurate or anything. It's not a history lesson. But it still has that Assassin's Creed thing where it's just fun to think about. Like, wow, humans used to live like this. Even though it's exaggerated and artistic, it's still just like, I don't know, it's fun. It's fun to think about history and sort of our place in it. So, yeah, highly recommend by the end of it. More so than I thought. It's rare a game starts off 
slow and then gets way and way better by the end, you know? Mm-hmm. It hasn't been my experience usually. But on the other side of the spectrum is a game I played that was very bad. Um, I, do you know who Clive Barker is? He's a famous horror author. I'm sure you've heard of him. Yeah, I've heard not, of Clive Barker. And they're not a big horror guy. But I got really into his books this year and, and read almost like quite a few of them. And I think he's a brilliant writer. This guy who wrote the, the book that Hellraiser is based on. And so he, he kind of has that whole... That like otherworldly sort of body horror demons, but like very creative thing going on. And he, I found out that he's there's two games that he worked on, helped do the story of. The first was this really well respected like PC game from I think 2002 or something, pretty old, uh, called Undying that people really like. And the second one was released in I think 2009 or something or 2007 or maybe even 2011. You know that that the Xbox 360 PS3 generation, and it was called Clive Barker's Jericho. Now, I was curious if you do you remember hearing about this at all, ever? Mm, I it does it rings a bell, but yeah, I am not sure. Um, it's this first person shooter. It's like a squad based first person shooter, and it sucks ass in a lot of ways. It's so bad. But what's fascinating about it, and the reason I wanted to bring it up, was twofold. One, you can sense Clive Barker's touch in it, and that it, the the art direction is incredible, and like the. The art, yeah, the art direction all around and the story itself, like the fundamental concept of the story is so interesting and so intriguing. And the way the enemies look and the way like the environments look, not the way they're designed, but the way they look is absolutely beautiful and unique and really intriguing. And everything else about the game is absolute trash. Like the level design, some of the worst I've ever seen in any game from that era, or really almost any era. It's so bad. The mechanics barely work. The, the writing, like the, the character writing is some of the worst I've ever heard. They have like really cool lines like, you just got your ass kicked by a girl. Was literally a line cool. in there. Well, we know girls are yeah. lame and weak, so that sounds like really good writing. Yeah, that sounds actually really accurate, right? Yeah. Um, It's so bad. And, and I, I guess I was just really struck by the way... I've never, I don't know if I've ever encountered such... It's like the art team worked their ass off and worked really hard. I mean, this really beautiful concept and this really cool story with Clive... You know, I don't know how involved Clive Barker actually was, but I have a feeling the really cool stuff was probably based on his work just because it felt like him and he's, you know, pretty talented guy. And then they're like, cool, I think our job's done. Let's give it to the development team to actually make the game. And they just were like, I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know. It's crazy. I've never played a game that's so bad. It's so bad and also has so much goodness like hidden in it it's very weird i think when you get people involved in video games that aren't involved with video games right yeah i think they're easily impressed by just you know by them working you know what i mean yeah. that they they don't understand like the, all the nuance that's being missed you know what i mean i think if you're if you're clive barker author mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're not really uh hip to what's going down in the video game space and you're like this is as good as they get, I guess. We hired professionals. Yeah, yeah. You know? no, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, he's like, cool, here's an interesting story. We got good artists. All that's done. You guys take it and make a cool game. And then, yeah, you're probably right. You saw, like, halfway through the build. And he's like, I'm playing it. It works. It's not crashing. Seems like it's going to yeah. be a hit. And then My story out. is happening. Yeah, so, sort of. Uh... Um, and then, yeah, of course, it was critical failure and sold poorly and almost put the company out of business. Uh, but it was quite an experience. And I played through the whole thing just because I was so... I was, it was like watching a train wreck in terms of like, how can this game be this bad? And then also the art design was so good that I genuinely wanted to see like what the next area would look like and what the enemies would look like. It was a very strange experience. I did use cheats though, because there's no way I'm just like blasting through these generic corridors for eight hours. So I just turned on invincibility and just like ran through it. But anyway, it was a very strange experience. Who made it? I think they're called Codemasters, Mm. who I think are still around and, and, I should have done a little more research. I'm curious sort of what they did after this, but it's it's really interesting. The other part that was interesting is I checked, I was like, yeah, I'll play this for, you know, I'd pay like three bucks for it on GOG or Steam, but you couldn't. There's it's there's no digital release anywhere. The only way to get it is to buy it on Amazon for like, you know, six bucks for a DVD. They'd rather you forgot about it. Yeah, basically. But I don't have a DVD player anywhere for a computer. So I was like, this is interesting. So I actually ended up having to pirate it in like a really old fashioned kind of fun way where I haven't like, I haven't done that in years because you just don't need to anymore. Um, And it was sort of fun. I like downloaded a a torrent and like found a crack 
and had to like replace the exe with a crack and it, it sounds so silly but it was sort of fun it was like i remember doing this all the time in college before i had any money and uh did it have the uh did it have the music playing behind the <laughs> absolutely the, did yeah the cd key generator mm-hmm. that's exactly right but, so that was kind of fun and it worked great once you know kudos to the team that know. cracked it you know 13 years ago that's when you know you got a hot zero day when they got the sick tubes <laughs> yeah. running behind their you know uh, they, CD key generator. Yeah, you know they're not fucking around. Um, uh, Codemasters publishes a lot of racing games. I thought that oh, sounds interesting. So, Dirt and Grid and Formula One. Um, yeah, so they've and, come a long way, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, Mercury Steam was actually the developer. So Codemasters oh, okay. was the publisher. Gotcha. Uh, Mercury Steam made uh, Castle Lord of Shadows, Castlevania oh, games. Yeah. Uh, That's not Metroid, a bad game, as I recall. Samus. Samus Returns. Ooh. It's uh, a rough one. Yeah. Oh, wait. Space Samus Wars? Returns is the Metroid, the one on the 3DS? Yeah, it looks like Oh, it. that one's not bad. I was thinking of Other M by Ninja Theory. That one's brutal. No. And a game called Space Lords in 2017, which looks poorly received, but. It sounds like a game you would uh, like. It actually does. I like Lords and Space. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> sign, sign me up, Mercury Steam. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those are the main two games I played. I also, you know, I played some other stuff. I got that Ferris skin, the cool lifeguard skin in Overwatch, and, you know, played a couple other things here or there. But those were the main things that took up most of my week. What did you play? I can't believe you still play Overwatch. Um, that I skin played a couple. Is so good. It was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the game has good skins. Yeah, that's, that's all. the only definitely... reason I play. And to, like, hang out with friends. You know, you just play a couple rounds of Mystery Heroes and catch up. It's not like I'm dumping in 50 hours a week. Yeah, if you got friends to play, you can play anything if your friends play it with you. True. You know, like that's that's kind of the the crux of games, right? Like the social aspect is far more uh, appealing than the actual games themselves, right? For multiplayer, uh, yeah. Yeah, for multiplayer games. Um, so I played a couple interesting games this week, some different stuff, which is unusual for me. Uh, I did play the old favorites. I played some Warzone and some Final Fantasy. Speaking of Final Fantasy, there's a Yokai Watch event right now. Yeah. Um, so if you like minions. <laughs> like you can get like all the yokai really easy oh, and it's like f- it's like fucking 20 minions so uh if you do want to collect minions now's the time to jump in get your yokai watch and uh you know get your i don't remember what they say one, one of them has a catchphrase and I, I forgot it already uh my nephew used to say it all the time oh really um, that's funny yeah it's like uh it's like a i don't know in the american version the yokai have like a very like southern like farm voice hmm. Right, he's like Oakley, Oakley, you know. But uh, yeah, because that's what Southern people sound like. They say Oakley, yep, Oakley, every single one of them. <laughs> Oakley, Oakley, all the time. Uh, but so what I played that was actually interesting. Uh, first, I played uh, Remnant from the Ashes, which is a game I've been intending to play. And it was free on Epic. I was about to say, where'd you get that one, Tony? Yeah, it's free on Epic. I wondered why it was free because the game's actually still been semi-expensive recently. Um, but they're launching a DLC, I think, in the next couple of weeks. So I assume that they're just trying to get people to uh, get the base game so they can attach the DLC to it yeah. if they're into it. Which it, that's a uh, business model that I think is perfectly fine. Like I, I don't know, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. It doesn't seem. I don't. I think it's cool. It's like, yeah, if you like this game, then pay some money for it. If you don't, you still played it. Yeah, I don't see why they didn't just make it cheap on everything. If they're gonna do that, right? Yeah, that's uh, true. But. Whatever, I got it free on Epic, so that's fine. Uh, it's one of those games where I knew I wanted to play it, but I knew I didn't want to pay Same here. full price for it. So I've been kind of just like hanging on, waiting to see it go on like super sale for like fifteen bucks or something. And did but, it ever? <laughs> and did it ever? And uh, it's fun. It seems like a good game. I haven't put. I only put a couple hours into it. I kind of did the tutorial and some of the first level. Yeah, it's got some some neat souls like hooks. Um, you know, it's more gun focused than um melee focused but there is that kind of melee dodge combat uh which is fun uh and i think it looks it looks good and the environments are cool i think it's well polished so uh, i am interested to play more it would be i would like to try and find a squad of people to play i've been kind of telling people like it's free on epic download it to see if i can get uh you know a foursome that's interested in trying it out but i don't know uh if people are as interested in it as i was i feel like that game kind of fell under the radar for most people yeah so have you um, have you found that like i found this thing where i'll be tell i always tell people like hey this game's free get it and no one ever gets it whatever yeah. it is and i'm always in my mind if someone tells me there's a free game i'm i'll fucking drop everything to get it even if i'm not gonna play it i don't know why and 
Yeah, I'm always shocked when other people are like, oh, "Okay, yeah, maybe I'll get it." I'm like, "No, oh, it's free. What do you What do you mean? Don't you understand? You'll have it forever." And, and other people are just like, "I don't give a shit at all." And I'm like, "What? Yeah, if I have like four percent interest in it, yeah. that I am definitely getting. Yeah, you exactly. Know, so, I'll, I'll definitely yeah. drop what I'm doing and log into whatever stupid launcher it is just to get it, just to have it. If I've if I've heard of it before, yeah. I will get it. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's weird. I, you know, it's it's funny, like. I used to get kind of offended, right? Because I would tell people about things and then they wouldn't play them. And then, yeah. like, I, two months later, I would find out they play the game religiously now. And I would be like, am I just not fucking cool? <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, I, with PUBG, a lot this happened, right? Because when <laughs> PUBG first came out, like, I started playing it really early. Because, like, you know, like, we were pretty... Because you're in the know. We're pretty, well, we're, pretty, we're kind of attached. Like, we, we kind of follow games news and stuff, right? Yeah. So... PUBG definitely, like, everyone knew it was going to blow up, right? Because it was already kind of blowing up on Steam and stuff uh, before it kind of went mainstream. And I was just telling people, like, you got to get PUBG. Like, this game is blowing up. Like, it's kind of janky, but that's kind of what's fun about it. Yeah. And and people were just like, no, this looks bad. Like, no, like, that, this is not going to be a thing. Like, this looks like shit. I still kind of feel that way, but. Yeah, like this is not going to be a thing, right? Yeah. And uh, and I couldn't get anybody to play it with me. And then, like, by the time I was done, like, everyone was like, bro, PUBG night, let's do this, get some beers and play PUBG. And I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah, like, fuck off. Yeah. I'm, I'm on to I'm the not... next thing. I want to escape from Tarkov now or whatever. Yeah, I'm playing Radical Heights. <laughs> fucking get over it. Like, on my Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, I was fucking. I, it, I always feel that way. It makes me feel so uncool. Like no one. Well, the no truth is, play. though, you're actually extremely cool. People, you're just ahead of you're ahead of everyone, which is the coolest thing no. you can be. I'm kind of that lame games hipster, right? Where I'm like, no, I'm not oh, lame. That's old. You're like, hey, that's old news now. This shit's dope. Anyone interested? Everyone's like, I don't get it yet. And by the time they get it, you're already on to the next new shit. Should be proud. Have you seen Have you seen this new indie artisan game uh, that's being published by a <laughs> it's organic by a by a small luxembourg studio it's uh it's amazing like you've really got to get in now it's only 296 dollars uh <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely you need this own launcher though yeah that's how i feel whenever i try to convince people to play games they hate me i don't know why <laughs> but uh so i played some remnants it's a good game but yeah I look forward I to training I also played another game that's not quite as artisan or vintage, um, and that is Microsoft Flight Simulator oh. 2020. Nice. Uh, I was hoping you'd say, I like, very... 1998. You're really no. <laughs> heading back to... <laughs> yeah. OG Flight Simulator. Yeah. Uh, 95. No, I, very, I had very mixed feelings about the game. I was surprised to see such high scores for it, because mm. it's got a lot of 10s and stuff, um, which I guess I get, right? It's, a, it's ambitious. It's a... It's very ambitious, and the technology is very neat. Um, but man, that game has some problems. It's still a flight simulator at its core, right? Like, uh, <clears throat> you have the tutorials, and you have a few things, like activities you can do. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's like pick an airport, pick a landing airport, pick an airplane, and fly, right? Like, there's not a lot of, like, hooks as far as, like, achievements or, like, you know. It's very much, like, do this, do that. Like, what do you plan your flight and fly which is great right but it's also um kind of unrewarding especially for how people interact with games now you know yeah um which whatever you know i think it's that's too a, it's too pure a, for you that could be a positive or a negative yeah but uh my biggest issue is the game runs like shit right like it's for one it's huge right you so i pre-installed the game on windows store um <laughs> which for one getting a I used Xbox Game Pass and went download on Windows Store. So you preload and it's like 10 gigs to preload. You're like, this is not enough, right? Yeah, there's so no way. The, the game finally launches and it's like, so where do you want me to save this 100 gigabyte file I'm about to download? And you're like, motherfucker, right? And that shit took forever because it was so overloaded on day one because everyone's yeah. trying to pull that file at the same time. So that took, you know, overnight into the next day to do. And it played background music the whole time, which is <laughs> fucking maddening. Like, why? Just like that, just it, like that CD key generator. Just like that CD key generator. <laughs> it's the fact it's the same guy. Yeah, it was unmutable background music. I mean, that's you could, like, a, mute That's the, astonishing that they would do that. It's, it's fucking crazy. Uh, but I got it installed, and it everything loads super slow. When you load into a map, like a map, when you load into, like, an airport, it, like, takes... I would say, so the load itself was probably two or three minutes into like a flight. And then once you get onto the runway, it's probably another good two minutes before you can actually like do something mm -hmm. right. Because it's at least for me, cause it's just like chunk, 
chunk, chunk, like trying to get everything in. Is it like loading uh, assets off the hard drive, or what? What do you think the holdup is? So um, after talking to people, like, so I have a seventy six hundred K in my PC and a ten eighty, and what they said was it's the CPU bottlenecking trying to uh move assets like into the game right like it's not actually loading it from the hard drives that's the problem it's getting cpu like core allocation to like actually populate the stuff in the game because it's it's live loading stuff so much right because it's always trying to pull what's around because it uses like satellite imagery right to to render everything so it's like it's trying to pull these chunks in and load them and because your cpu is trying to run the game and do whatever it's trying it's fighting for time to like access that cpu uh people said it runs a lot better if you have a six core processor mm. uh so am i gonna buy a new processor maybe um but then i remember i don't really like flight sim so maybe yeah I do won't. not buy we'll any, don't buy like a 10 900k for for flight simulator 2020 please no but i was looking the 10 600k is supposed to be like amazingly yeah. good it's right cheap. well relatively. And it's cheap yeah. it's 200 and something dollars gotta um, get a new motherboard though yeah, and then I was thinking maybe I get like the AM, like a thirty six hundred uh, AMD. Oh my god, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, me buying AMD. <laughs> um, well, they're just so cheap, you yeah, know. Like they get practically uh, the, giving them away. They're practically. I mean, seriously, they're practically giving them away. But uh, you know, we'll see. Like, I am tired of Intel's chipset kind of style. You know, it is annoying to deal with. But uh, we'll see. I don't know if I'm even gonna upgrade. Like I feel like my processor is good enough for almost everything. Yeah, I think um, I think I think it's cool that games are finally taking advantage of multiple cores. Like I know some do, but it feels like they've been really lagging behind on that. So I, I know this is an ideal in this situation. I'm not saying this should be the flagship title to, but I am happy to hear that you know everyone has six eight cores if you bought a CPU in the last five years and almost no games take advantage of it. So that's kind of nice to hear. I'm sorry you're suffering for it, but. You know, no, I would, I would like to be forced to upgrade because games are like yeah, doing yeah, so much more. Exactly. Right? Like, I think that's a that would be a good problem to have. It has been crazy that my processor at uh, seven thousand series is three years ago. Yeah. Right. I have a mid range, yep. three to four year old processor, and it is more than good enough for almost every game out. Yeah, right I don't now. think I've you been know, bottlenecked which, by my CPU on anything ever. I have a seventy seven hundred K, so basically, you know, more or less the same. I think it has six cores, right? I think yeah. I don't remember, but yeah, it, it is funny. CPUs are. Just rarely a bottleneck, which is good. Well, yeah, I think it also shows, like, I was having this discussion with my roommates, actually. We are talking about stocks, actually, and, and AMD, and it's like, you know, like, Intel's problem isn't that they're, like, bad. It's just they haven't felt the need to do anything for the past four years, you know, like, just the same shit over and over again, and because uh, it's been so successful for them in the past. And, uh, and yeah, like, it's nice to see this get pushed and maybe it'll push both companies to do, uh, do more and invest more in R and D. Yeah. Uh, And then we got that 30 series right around the corner. So who knows? Yeah. I will say it is cool having the entire world mapped, like, like in reality, right? Like my girlfriend was here on, I don't know, Wednesday night, whatever, after I installed it. And, uh, and I was like, Hey, watch this. And so I took off, she's from Japan. She moved here five years ago. Oh, cool. And, uh, and I was like. And so I, I loaded up Narita Airport. Uh, I put I got a jet. I took off and I literally flew to her parents' house, right? <laughs> and so I was like, "Here's your here's your house." And she's like, "Oh my god, that's my house!" And that's where I went to high school. And that's where I used to work. Yeah, and, this you is know, like, that's always been kind of the dream of games, right? Like ever since GTA Three, where it's like, "Man, imagine if you could go to your own house. How cool would that be?" And it's not quite there yet, but it sounds like this is a big step towards that, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look perfect from, yeah, and you like, can't, like, go inside, obviously. That's no. ridiculous. But it's still, yeah, it's still pretty neat. Yeah, from low altitude, it's pretty, like, chintzy-looking, yeah. right? You know, it looks like a Google map. But when you're at elevation, it looks amazing, right? Yeah. Like, it, it looks incredible. Uh, so it's cool. What's weird is that the airports aren't, because the airports need to be designed, right? Like, because you're in them yeah. on the ground. Yeah, so they, they can't be actually use... modeled. Yeah, so... Uh, with like the more expensive versions, you get more model airports, which I found a bit oh, off-putting. I could see that for uh, like someone for like Bill. Yeah, Bill. I'm sure he has. I'm sure, he hasn't talked to anyone in weeks or days. No, yeah, he has super deluxe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a cool game. I, I it's weird. It's weird how much joy people take from those games that i take so little uh i busted out my my flight stick and my oh, hotas nice. and i was, I was just like i was about to say is, tell me it's a hotas it's a hot it's a x Cy- 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 x52 i don't know if you're familiar I am not um, but that's cool but 
Yeah, but it just made me want to play like Space Sims more. I was like, I want to play Elite Dangerous now. Yeah, that I have this thing out. Like, I don't want to fly. I want to play Virtual Ontario Program. Yeah, this shit's so mundane. I, I don't want to play this. I want to play spaceships. Uh, yeah, but, no, I'm, uh, I'm in the same. I'm kind of the same way. But it's still cool from you know from a technology perspective. And yeah, if that's what you're into, all the power to you. And this seems like a, you know a cool thing. If you like flight sims, seems like a yeah, pretty I mean, good game. Pushing the tech's amazing. It's yeah. shocking to me that this game, like my, this is the probably the only good game Microsoft has released uh, in recent history and probably near future history. And it's not going to be on an Xbox for quite some time, if ever. <laughs> Yeah, and you I don't know, think like, anyone's going to be lining up to get an Xbox to play Fight Simula- Flight Simulator with a controller. No. And even if you... Do, I mean, I guess it could support... You know, they could make it support USB controllers, right? But uh, who knows when it's even going to come out? They're saying 2021 sometime. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. Because if they're... They would have to make such a sacrifice in, uh, in like, frame rate, right? Like, in their promises as far as high resolution and frame rates that... You know, I just trying to achieve that with what that game does, I feel like is uh, is astronomically difficult. You know, like uh, they would really be breaking a lot of their promises by putting this game out and having it run at a lower frame rate at lower resolutions, right? Than people expect for the console. Yeah, that's true. Is there a this might be a stupid question, but is there VR support? Um, I don't know, I kind of doubt it. Uh, like initially, I know it supports like track IRs and stuff, but um, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I don't even know if the Windows Store has VR support. Well, it has, um, it has the Windows virtual reality headsets, right? Yeah, I don't, I've never, honestly, I haven't, I haven't even seen any VR games on there, but it's because I only use it for Game Pass and I haven't seen, you know, so I don't know. I, I, it just seems I have, like a no brainer. I'm sure someone's already, you know, figured out a that's way a good, to put that's a, good question. a janky implementation of it in there, but I'm curious if they'll ever do like real support for it. It seems like it would be pretty, you know, if ever there that's was a, a game a, to yeah. do VR for, that'd be the one where, where you're just flying a, in a stationary chair looking around. It's another one of those things though. I think it'd be really off putting, right? Because VR has such high resolution, right? Cause you have such, oh, yeah, such resolution true. width. That like you know when you get chunky frames in VR, it's really yeah. it's you know it's really bad news. Um, yeah, I thought I had something else I want to say about Microsoft Flight Simulator, but maybe we've said enough. <laughs> uh, all right, but that's what I played this week. Uh, it was an exciting week for playing games, though. It was nice to kind of jump into some new stuff yeah, and cool. get out of the uh, the old regulars. But uh, let's take a quick break, and then we will get into some uh, some hot gaming news. Leah, did you have a good break? Yeah, I was I was reinstalling Windows Vista so I could get Microsoft Simulator, you know, 2010 or whatever year that was. <laughs> 2008? I don't even know. See if I could get that running, but uh, no luck. I think they call it Microsoft Flight Simulator X now. Oh, okay. I think that's, yeah, Simulator X, which really goes to show how bad their naming conventions <laughs> oh, are. No! That they were... I didn't even think about that. They threw another X in there. I mean, that's like the original X, I guess. It's from like 2005 <laughs> that's or something. That's started it all. Yeah. I, that's it's, funny, man. It's Enough with the X's. Like, if I could give you one piece of advice to Microsoft, stop with the X's. Well, especially, yeah. They're still going to make the Series S. Or they're still going to make the 1S. Exactly. And then the Series so, S. So and then the miss. Series X. Yeah. Or Flight Simulator X. Yeah. Is, or, is, is Flight Simulator X going to be on the Series X or the Series S? Yeah. I don't, who knows, right? Who knows? Or maybe it'll be uh, Flight Simulator S because it'll be downgraded. Or maybe this will be Flight Simulator X 2020 when it comes to Xbox. Or 2022, more likely. Yeah, 2022 <laughs> is more likely. Um, all right. So the first thing I wanted to bring up was uh, this trailer dropped uh, randomly. I saw it on Twitter and it kind of took the internet by storm. Nice. Um, and it is for this game called Black Myth Wukong. Mm. Uh I, I would ask if you've seen it, but I made you watch it right yeah, before we no, recorded. Uh, yeah, peek behind the curtain. I, I had heard about it too, just that it was really popular, but didn't check it out. And then, yeah, watched it. I watched most of it right before we started recording. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk about it a little bit. But what do you what do you know yeah. about it first? What did you hear? Um, I didn't hear very much. I just know it's a Chinese game. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like I saw it from a, like a random small Twitter post that got retweeted by someone um it really wasn't a lot of buzz when i checked it out once again i am the gaming hipster i was about to say wow Um, you're ahead of the curve i'm always ahead of the curve leo (laughs) i'm once on twitter too much (laughs) but uh 
but yeah and i was immediately like wow this looks fucking sick you know like it just it, it next gen really is like the best way to describe that game like it looks amazing uh the movement is so like fast and fluid like i was i was really struck by it as soon as i saw it uh what do you think when you saw it i feel exactly the same way it to me and we talked a little bit about this before but i think it's worth mentioning again it looks very next gen for sure in terms of frame rates in terms of fluidity in terms of um i think it can't be overstated how much a frame rate makes such a huge difference and this is going to be a great example when this next gen does come around, when people will go back to the PS4 and be like, oh, that's why the PC people are complaining about 30 FPS. You know, it really is huge. And uh, seeing a game that looks that pretty running in real time. Uh, yeah, it was exciting. And I think part of why it is so easily, why the word next gen comes to mind so readily is because it looks fairly traditional in terms of gameplay. You know, from what we can see, this is an early trailer, who knows? But it looks pretty like, you know, action, Dark Soulsy, Neo style. It's Chinese, so it's, I think, from what I understand, it's exploring Chinese folklore. But as far as gameplay, it, you know, it doesn't look like it's anything profoundly new. But that almost highlights how, what a huge difference, you know, good implementation of next-gen technology can be. So... Yeah, everything from the movement, the animation, the fluidity, even the details on, like, the creatures and just all looks you know better which is fun and it's exciting when you see that yeah i mean the speed of it to me was just so like yeah. it looks so great and it just moves so Smooth. fast and he's just he's just running from environment to environment it's like uh it's really pretty impressive to watch i would suggest if you're out there uh check out the trailer for black myth wukong it's long it's like 13 minutes you don't have to watch the beginning it's all in chinese you won't understand anyway but uh, the gameplay looks pretty sick. Yeah, I actually, not too long ago when I started trying to learn Chinese, which I still am trying to do, so this is might be an exciting opportunity to do that. I actually was on Steam and I saw a Chinese game for sale. I think it was like $2. Normally it was 30 And this is when I was first starting, so I was like, fuck it, yeah, I'll buy it. Maybe when I learn Chinese in you know, a month, I'll be able to play this game. Obviously I didn't, but I did install it and I was playing. I just played it to kind of see how it ran and whatnot. And it was gorgeous. It was like absolutely beautiful. And uh, I'm excited to see, you know, China has sort of a bad rap with their games because of the mobile market and Tencent and blah, blah, blah. But of course, there's really talented, exceptional developers from that country. And maybe this will be, maybe this trailer's, you know, going to start sort of a revolution of like, hey, really talented, amazing art from China. I, I would love that. It'd be so cool to see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fun as we get like even more global with games yeah. and stuff and you see stuff like this pop up like... Uh, you realize that there's just such a uh, a pool of talent that we have yeah. no access to. Exactly. And it's, it's fun to get to interact with that and kind of see all these great things they make. Yeah. You know, and tell their stories, right? Tell their own folklore and stories. Yeah, and, and their own uh, twists on systems and their own twists on, like, yeah, art. And I don't know. If this is any indication of that, I'm really looking forward to playing it. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I just hope this kind of emboldens other developers mm -hmm. from, from Asia to kind of uh get to kind of yeah, release anywhere, these of the west know? or show them to, anywhere yeah, yeah south america that would be cool or like you know i know there's i know there's talented developers everywhere so i'd look forward to seeing more of that too yeah you saw a lot with games like tarkov you mm -hmm. know the kind of out of russia i mean we've seen other russian games but that game kind of blew people away yeah, with it its, seems uh, so russian yeah it's so russian right uh with its kind of sim like nature that uh you know i think it was a, a really good example of that as well yeah totally um okay next story um so playstation put out a little like a uh, showcase video it's it's kind of weird i don't think you got a chance to see it right no i did not it's like i don't know it's weird they put it on the blog and really it's kind of uh it's like a lady uh in these like adventure scenarios and it's kind of teasing like the haptic feedback you know like she's pulling a bow but like it's just it's all these like very it's you know, it's, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's all these very kind of analog things she's doing. And at the end, it kind of lists off the features in the controller. Uh, it was fine. You know, I think this is kind of those things that lead, like these marketing pushes that happen in a lead up where you kind of get these teases of, of kind of, uh, you know, uh, like uh, features, right? Yeah. With no real substance behind them. Uh, so... It was pretty neat. I mean, you get a chance to see it, so I don't think there's too much to say about did it. it get you, did but, it get you more excited, or were you kind of like, yeah, whatever? How did you feel after watching it? Did it make you want a PS5 more, the same, or less? I feel pretty much the same about PS5 and after seeing it. I think this would make like a good like general YouTube spot, right, for people that maybe oh, yeah. 
like haven't seen anything about like what the controller is or you know um it doesn't seem like it was it seems like a very general like future of games kind of commercial not really uh designed for people that are already kind of engaged with what they're making and and what features the the console will have so you know i think it's it's good but maybe not aimed at me I'd, I'd much rather see those ads than these goddamn political ads yeah so <laughs> i'd much rather see hopefully sony will turn this into a nice you know 15 second youtube spot which i will happily watch yeah i'm so done with politics right now yeah i've had i've got just I get about too engaged with it <laughs> i get too engaged too which i hate you know it's like people start talking and oh, i'm yeah. just like ah it's, it makes me crazy it's hard not to uh, it's so hard not to and you know it's like a bad idea like you know it's not going to achieve anything um all right uh next story also about the ps5 launch this is out of korea uh so demon souls remake got rated in korea um so they're thinking it might be a launch title for ps5 yeah i saw Uh, some some rumblings about this but that sounds relatively dependable yeah so this is based on the fact that um spider-man hasn't been um like rated yet which kind of puts this in that time frame right i mean this spider-man's probably going to be rated soon yeah oh spider-man was rated now so it's the only other rated game oh uh, wow okay for ps5 right so kind of puts them in the same time frame i knew it was kind of around the same time um so it's kind of leading people to believe that this could be a uh, launch game and uh, i think that's great you know i think that's one good reason to kind of want to jump into the ps5 at launch um, even if it's a little after the fact, just knowing it's like uh, imminent, I think is really exciting. I think there's a lot of people very interested in uh, the Demon Souls remake, especially with kind of uh, the popularity after Bloodborne uh, for another from game uh, on the PS5. Yeah, I'd imagine you're pretty excited, right? You played a lot of Demon Souls. I am. Ex- I'm excited to see um, kind of what it is. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like you know, like. Demon Souls was so long ago, yeah. you know, like you kind of, it's, it's kind of a, a, a fantasy in your mind of what it actually was and looked like and played like. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see if this kind of invokes uh, what Demon Souls did when I initially played it, you know, kind of like the way Resident Evil 2 did, where it was a little different, but yeah, it's how still... you remembered it, even though it's actually very different or, or you might play it and be like, wow, Dark Souls is so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, it could be either of those things, but uh, I love it because this is such a PlayStation game. Yeah, you know, like it's Demon very Souls PlayStation. Was, was very PlayStation, a very kind of, um, I think, kind of a, a early game in making PlayStation have these kind of prestige single player titles. And, uh, you know, I'm excited uh, to jump back in and, and check it out. Yeah, if you're interested in game history at all, read a little bit about the development history of Demon Souls because it is fascinating. Like, that dude, what's his name, Mikami, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, the whole story of From Software and how he had to, like, basically sneak that game through and was, like, deceiving the higher-ups, and then it flopped in Japan, but, like, word of mouth made it huge. It's a really fascinating story. I'm sure there's a million YouTube videos about it, but, yeah, it's a really interesting time in in game development, and the fact that it's become so iconic, and one of, you know, I would say one of the most influential games of the last generation. I know Demon Souls was before, but Dark Souls uh yeah it's pretty it's an interesting story so i'm curious to see how that legacy holds up with a re-release yeah and even after the fact just even souls going into dark souls and yeah um and kind of like what that what happened and how sony kind of just lost yep. lost touch with it and how successful it was going to be um is really uh very interesting and it's a uh, it's miyazaki just like uh, i'm sorry yeah that's know. right miyazaki it's okay uh you don't have to remember everyone's name it's fine um yeah so i'm excited about that i hope it is a launch game i think that's really exciting yeah, totally i think it's i think it's uh kind of really shows the dichotomy where we're yeah. getting excited about launch styles being announced for playstation while uh you know somebody else doesn't seem to be uh who who are you in talking line about? with that <laughs> switch switch to <laughs> yeah the, the, the new nintendo uh the switch 180 to switch 180 yeah <laughs> god um uh, so this will be kind of our well, this will be our long story, even though it's kind of our last one. <laughs> I know we will get in the weeds with this one. So, um, so this is more epic Apple news. Oh, boy. These two are still uh, at it, huh? Like squabbling children. They are squabbling children. I have, like, I've always had a distaste for Epic, as anyone that uh, listens to the show knows. But my distaste for Epic has grown tenfold <laughs> since this started. Like, the 
I feel like Epic, like we all know, like that that person in our lives that is like Tim Sweeney, right? That is like, like always trying to pick kind of fights and start altercations, and then just like crying about it afterwards. Yeah, and drama. like blame blaming everyone else. Yep. Yeah, just for the drama. Just the drama. Yeah, and it's just like it's so gross. It's so unappealing to everyone around them, um, especially when that person is a billionaire. Yeah, especially. <laughs> Or yeah, almost with that per- there, whatever. Yeah, especially when that person is like the boss at your company, or what do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's and makes like, it really but, an expensive games for children. Yeah, but even even if they're the lowest of the low, it's still so. Oh, for sure. It's still so like uh, toxic and and just gross to be around, and like Epic, like Tim Sweeney has made Epic the personification of that person, like that little that little fucking whiner, right? That's like always just trying to start fights and. Um, and never wants any accountability for it, and it makes me crazy. So, uh, so if you don't know the the whole story, um, Epic, uh, we talked about last week, launched uh, their own kind of payment platform on Fortnite uh, in the Apple Store and the Play Store that was cheaper, mm-hmm. um, which is against the uh, terms of service. Uh, Apple and Google removed Fortnite from their stores. Uh, Epic then sued Apple and Google for antitrust, uh, and this kind of was where we left off last week. Uh, following that, uh, Apple actually um, said they would uh, remove all support for Unreal Engine Ooh, on wow, the Play Store. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, because that is licensed through Epic, huh. and Apple says they will not honor any of Epic's license. Wow, I didn't, um, I didn't realize that. That's quite a move. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, and, you know, I think the whole point of this is for Apple to say, like, you know, I think you didn't really calculate this Epic, right? Like, well, they're just calling like, their bluff, right? Well, yeah, I think I think um, Epic was knew full well that they would be um, kind of putting their players out with this move. I don't think they I don't think they realized that what they would be doing to their developers. Yeah, I didn't, right? I didn't think about that either. But that is a yeah. I wonder if that even entered in the calculus. I doubt it, right? That's why I think that's why Apple did this, right? They're like, you think you have this planned out? Well, how about now? You know, like yeah. we will we will go nuclear option on you, motherfuckers. But uh so so that happened and then um <laughs> uh, this whole thing is like I know it's so funny. Uh, it's like celebrities so f- or like I don't know, it's like the fucking politics lately, but yeah. So now um Epic is having their free Fortnite Cup <sighs> a tournament. Um a tournament about <laughs> about their lawsuit saying it's the last chance for every people on all platforms to play in a tournament together um because if you already had the game installed on ios uh or google which you could still install it on google you just have to sideload it yeah. um then uh this is their last chance to play it before another patch comes in and makes it unplayable um and uh yeah it's hashtag free fortnite tournament uh so jump in if you want to play it uh do you hate tim sweeney as much as i do right now <laughs> uh again i always say he did make him real so that's cool but yeah i i don't think i know that much about him except kind of what we talk about and so yeah my opinion of him is quite negative and i i will say all his quotes are pretty irritating but yeah obviously i've never talked to him i, I haven't like followed him that closely but i I will say from all the research I've done on this topic, which is not the most clearly, but still like, yeah, it's, it's, I was not a fan of Epic before for a lot of reasons, but this certainly the optics on this are absolutely terrible. And again, I'll say for me to, to clearly be siding with Apple is something I never thought I'd say. So that really goes to show how to me, pretty black and white this is. Yeah. I feel like I have been the biggest Apple hater historically. (laughs) Yeah, same. Uh, so yeah, for me to be like, uh, what are you fucking thinking? Yeah. Apple is definitely correct. Yeah, I with want this and Apple to definitely... crush them, which is not something I ever thought I would say about a game company yeah. and Apple, you know? I yeah. I think Apple is shitty. I, I think yeah, honestly, sure. I think, I don't think Epic has a point, but I think that there is a, there is discussion to for be sure. had around, uh, the Apple store and their cut. And yeah, it's a worthy discourse to have for sure. And there's a lot of interesting questions being raised, but I can't imagine a more or like a, a worse poster child to have this battle than fucking Epic and Fortnite. Like it's just, yeah. it's just gross. No matter, yeah, no matter what, the, even if Epic was right, it'd be gross, but yeah, I don't know. 
I think the problem with it is like these people would have no audience without the Apple and Play stores, right? So it's so hard to be like if I could only sell my games, uh, yeah. you know, outside of your store on your device, then I would make this money. And it's like no, nah, no one would buy it, you know. Like yeah. and also sorry, you already but... have all the money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like shut well, up. Epic does. I'm saying smaller oh, developers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I know people that work at like mobile studios, yeah, right? No, they're, like, for sure. they're like, yeah, Epic should. I'm glad Apple's finally getting a piece of it, but it's like, if you didn't pay their 30%, you wouldn't get any traffic. Yeah. So I don't know like what you think having a, you know, a siloed store or what do, would do. Yeah. I do think if Apple was saying you. like, you can never release anything anywhere except on iOS, that would be fucked up. Yeah. I think so too. But they're not, but you know, <laughs> and people choose to be in this <clears throat> ecosystem. Right. And I think, yeah. I don't think it's a good choice. It's like, I it's hate like selling your product at Walmart. Like, it's not Walmart's fault. They're terrible and maybe don't don't support them, but like if you're selling your product through their store, it's weird to come at them. Just don't sell your product yeah. through their store if you don't like them. It's really quite simple. So Apple did like fire back uh recently, uh this last week. Um they kind of released a statement about Epic saying that Tim Sweeney, in fact, did try and set up like uh special terms with them uh for their store account. <laughs> um, which he said he did not, right? So uh they have a they put they they had they had tea right they they had the emails <laughs> and everything and uh you know it just makes epic look even worse to be like you know we tried to get a deal done we couldn't yeah so so then we we basically pulled some some bullshit <laughs> right to kind of like to violate this con like it wasn't their their idea that this was done out of some um some belief in goodness or or yeah, fighting like, for the rights of mobile developers. Yeah, fighting for fairness is just so ridiculous because really this is all clearly profit-driven, and that was kind of Apple's statement, is like they can't sue for damages when the damages are clearly self-inflicted, right? They knew what was happening. Well, they tried yeah. They tried to run a deal, and, you you know, like, uh, it's like I kind of said to you before. It's like, you know, if I, if I tried to get you to fix my car and you said no... And then I ran into you and was like, look, he crashed into me, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like maybe if I hadn't asked you beforehand to fix my car, there'd be some case to be like an accident happened, right? Like you owe me something. Yeah. But the, you know, but I, I kind of proved through my actions. And I have the that, email like, where you said it. <laughs> yeah. That I was, that I was not, I was searching, I was trying to force you into this uh, ahead of time. And I right? think like, I, the part that really drives me nuts, I said this last week, but is that when they did that, they knew they were violating TOS and there's proof of that. I mean, it's obvious, but then also they already had that trailer pre-rendered about how Apple's evil and they released it immediately. So this isn't like, that's what they think it's so calculated. And that's, what's so cynical about it is they're like, okay, well, here's what's going to happen. We're clearly violating the TOS. So then Apple's going to kick us off. So let's make sure we have a whole marketing campaign in place about how Apple's bad before it even happens. Like, isn't that, that's the part that like, how could you possibly have sympathy for a company that does that? Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, and the, just the fact that they just keep going with this line that somehow, like, Apple wronged them and all of their users. Yeah. And that they need to stand up to Apple for this. And it's like, no, Epic took your game away. Like, yeah. Epic took all the money you've spent on their game and they threw it in the trash. And they did this so that you would get mad at the wrong person. Yep. You know what I mean? So that you would be mad at Apple instead of Epic, right? They took everything away from you uh, and you're being used, right? They're trying yeah. to manipulate you and manipulate your your investment in their game um, to stand up to the wrong person, right? To, yeah. to try and... And there's reasons to, to stand up to Apple, but this is yeah, not one sure. of them. <laughs> like, this yeah, is the no, wrong hill to fucking die on. And Epic's the wrong yeah. poster child for this conversation. Uh, completely right like that's that's really what's so gross about it yeah. and you know there there is a proper way to do this yeah. right like i think if, if epic tried to reach out to mobile developers and you know create a a, a group uh you know and fund uh, a legal a legal team for uh, a, a a collaboration of mobile developers that want a fair share or believe that the way apple and google operate is uh, a monopoly or antitrust right then i think that's something that people could really support right but but going at it through this kind of nefarious calculated and um and really like anti-consumer means is uh it's just so fucking lame, you know? Yeah, Epic should just build a cell phone and build their own app store. Like They, they could, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe. 
But, I mean, but, Tencent I mean, that's, could. That's the whole thing, though, right? It is kind of like, well, then make your own if you don't like it. <laughs> Which yeah. I know is I mean, it's, for it's sure. an oversimplification, but that's why it annoys the shit out of me coming from someone like Epic. Who the only reason they're successful is because of Microsoft and Windows, because of Nintendo and Switch, and because of iOS and Android. And the, you know what I mean? Like they don't they create games on other platforms. That's what they do. That's what they've always done. So this weird entitlement that just because they're so big, they get to like circumvent all those rules is, and then pretend like they're fighting the good fight is so annoying. Even if even if there's a kernel of truth in it, it's still annoying and still a wrong way to do it. Yeah, and then the whole it's... weaponizing kids thing is creepy and weird and makes me even like Fortnite even less. Yeah, I wish I could weaponize kids. <laughs> I'm sure you could. You just got to build a really successful game. Or give them free V-Bucks. <laughs> yeah, or set up a website that promises free V-Bucks. Or Roblox, that's a big thing. Maybe you can give them a Roblox. Or... If there's any kids listening and you want to be <laughs> first, you of want you some V-Bucks, first of all, you shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't be. This is labeled explicit. But <laughs> if you need some V bucks, all right, send me an email <laughs> techyapodcast yeah, at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll work out a deal where I give you some V bucks and you, uh, you know, do what I need to have done. <laughs> I hope you all, all right? enjoyed our final episode. We're definitely does. going to jail. We're not going to. We're not, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to have anybody do anything illegal. You're not going to have any child soldiers go after Tim Sweeney. I don't know. That could be. Yeah, that just, could be kind of cool. Just, I was having post hashtags and shit, just like Tim Sweeney. All right. <laughs> if I go to jail, Tim Sweeney's going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You guys will meet. You'll meet there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me and that's where I'll finally get my interview with Tim Sweeney. <laughs> yeah. Is in the federal I'll pen. Have to, all right. I'll have to hold a, a mic between the bars so you two can talk. Yeah. When he's holding my belt loop, <laughs> then he can uh, give me an interview. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Leo, is there anything else you want to get into before we get out of here? I think we've gone on no, quite I think long that, enough. That was plenty, but uh, yeah, I hope you all stay cool. And I know it's hot and on fire, and COVID's still going on. So just as always, hope everyone's healthy and happy. And thanks for listening. Yeah, it's too goddamn hot out there. So stay cool. Yeah, uh, be careful. There's fires going on. There's coronavirus out there. <laughs> There's probably going to be an earthquake or something at this point. No question. Like, it's just or one like of those... a random volcano, like in the movie yeah. Volcano. Or or tremors, the little guys oh, yeah. on the ground or, will come or up. Gremlins. Oh shit! Don't feed them <laughs> after midnight. If you got a mogwai out there, do not feed remember. It. Remember the rules. Don't put no them in water. water. Yeah. Don't feed them after midnight. And I don't remember the third rule, so I think we're in trouble anyway. <laughs> oh man, what was the third rule? I don't know. Just don't get a mogwai. If you get a mogwai, you gotta kill it. <laughs> yeah, I know throw it's it in sad. a fire. <laughs> you gotta fuck. Maybe no fire was the third rule. Uh, yeah. So. Be careful with your mogwais out there. <laughs> yeah. We love if you. Nothing uh, else. <laughs> if nothing else, techyappodcast.com. Uh, techyappodcast at gmail.com is our address. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook at techyappodcast. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. Tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. Tell us what games you like, what games you don't. Uh, is Flight Simulator good? I don't know. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Love you guys. Be safe and go play some. <laughs>